current events, personal values, political and social issues, technology, wars, and tensions. Join us for the next hour to discuss and learn how the things happening in our world today point to God's prophetic word as signs of the times. the coming army of IRS agents be prophetic? When you want less police presence, an increase of crime is a self-fulfilling prophecy. More heat for China? Less Bibles for Texas? More transsexuals for Pope Francis? And less sanity for our world? That more or less sums up the signs of the times, our weekly review of Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news, for Friday, August 19th, 2022. If you want less of us, then you'll enjoy our audio podcast, number 229, available through Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google. Or if you want more of us, which I don't know why you would, download the WayMedia app or hit us up at thewaymedia.net where you can watch us, read the articles from the show, or ask Pastor Mark a prophecy question, which we've got another good one for this week. And now, here to stop the world from eating Tide Pods is Pastor Mark, who once taught his kids about democracy by having them vote on which movie to watch and which pizza to order. He then picked the movie and the pizza because he's the one with the money. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's all right. That's kind of logical. There's that smiling thing. That was a little bit, that's okay, a little bit there. And, um, you know, but the Tide Pods. It was, it was tough this week. Yeah, I, and I'm, I'm hearing a buzzing in my ear too. Are you really? Yeah, maybe it's because you, you, you the Tide Pods. If you're like me, I, I thought they were for I. I you, you thought it was candy, and now you've got this AirPods. buzzing. No, I confused oh, AirPods. Air, yes, and I yes. wore them. The girls laughed at me and said, "The dad, I said, why these aren't working? They're not working." <laughs> but yet somehow I feel cleaner. Yes, that's right. That's so right. <laughs> I don't know why, but anyway. <laughs> um, for what it's worth, today is National Potato Day. All right. So whether you like potato chips. Or French fries, or mashed potatoes. Yes. Or potatoes au gratin. Yes. Mm, trying to think of it. Or a combination of all of the above. Have a potato. Have a potato. That's right. That's right. Be a carburetor today. Go for it. Yes, be a carburetor, because they're very starchy. <laughs> there you go. This is true. This is true. Well, folks, thanks for joining our program, and let's get things started by... Uh, actually, you want to know what? We are... Oh, man. You know, I am so used to... I am so used to going to Israel... Which we love to go to Israel. We love to but go to Israel. But you went too soon. But I went too soon you because did. we have no Israel artic- articles this Isn't that week. amazing? How do you have Signs of the Times without an Israel article? See, well, no, here's the deal. This is why I color code the buttons. Yeah. But when I don't pay attention to the colors. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I went to the doctor and, uh, and he told me that I was colorblind and I'm like, well, that came out of the purple. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so yeah. we're actually going to stay here. Yeah. In America. <laughs> uh, love it when a plan comes together. Okay, uh, this is from Fox News. 
And this uh, is telling us that the White House economic advisor won't say if the 87,000 new IRS agents will audit those making under 400,000. And this article really isn't to talk about that per se, but it's really to talk more about the fact that our country is employing and deploying yeah. 87,000 IRS agents and how this could potentially tie into Bible prophecy. Yeah, much larger picture. But yes. let me read some of this. The uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which, again, they always pick a name of something that does the exact does opposite. Does the exact it's gonna opposite. It's going to make inflation go up. <laughs> we'll actually raise taxes. Now, listen to this. We'll raise taxes on the middle class and low-income Americans, according to the Joint Committee on Taxation. And I quote, I want to be clear, this is a nonpartisan group in Washington. I want to be clear, uh, is the president guaranteeing that nobody under 400,000 will be audited uh, the agent was asked. He said, no, 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 that's not what I said. In other words, they may be audited. Nobody making under 400000 will pay higher taxes uh, under the Inflation Reduction Act. Now, again, I, we know that's not true now because according to the Nonpartisan Joint Committee on Taxation, they will be paying higher. So both things are going to be happening, Greg. That is, there's going to be a higher taxes as well as greater intrusion of the government into American people's lives. He goes on and says, however, according to the Nonpartisan Joint Committee on Taxation, uh, taxes will increase by $16.7 billion for Americans that earn less than 200000 That doesn't even include, again, the other things that other people besides those that, aren't, that are under 400000 that will be taxed. Now, why do I bring that up? That number, $16.7 billion. We hear that so much, billions, it doesn't seem to mean that much anymore. But I wanna, I, the reason I wanted to keep this article in here, I wanted to address it in a couple of ways. And, um, and, and, and we'll, we'll discuss it again probably in another article. I think there may be one of that goes with it, but certainly this one. This may be the only one I forget. I look so many articles, but we'll get them as we get to them. This but, is the only article of this kind. Okay, all right. Then I want to cover everything here. And here's something I want to read you before I even get into this, guys. I want you to read you the larger picture. Remember, if you're going to be a good Signs of the Times student and Lister and Prophecy student, you need to be looking at the larger picture. And that is, what does the Bible say overall is going to happen? What are we marching toward? And what are the means that Satan has at his uh, fingertips to, to do that with? Um, and how's he going to utilize it? And so you have to, if you're watching for those things, you begin to see things unfold. And listen to what it says about the Antichrist in Revelation 13, 4. It says this, um, speaking of the Antichrist, the uh, false prophet and the Antichrist. I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded. It's the Antichrist, actually. His deadly wound was healed, and all the world marveled at the beast. Again, there's that fake death and resurrection that's going to happen. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. Again, the unholy trinity here, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. This is the uh, um, Satan and the Antichrist, uh, uh, Antichrist and the false prophet. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? So what we see is this character, when he comes on, on the scene and takes over the world in this world government, he's, he's going to have the world's money at his fingertips. We see that happening in the digital system that's transferring over. He's also going to have the world's uh, uh, army power or, or uh, you know, military power at his fingertips. And, I, and as you sit and think about it, which I've been doing recently, is how's he going to get all the world's military? Now, the money part I know, and this is where this article comes in. Why is it that our... Congress and Senate and President has been draining and, and just taking so much money that we don't have. I mean, trillions of dollars over the last couple of years 
They're taking trillions of dollars, such as for this, uh, you know, when COVID hit, to give people the checks to stay home, and and all these trillions of dollars. Then they add these more trillions, and now they've done this uh, package here where they're adding even more with this Green Energy Act and all these things or whatever they're saying. Now they have the IRS going out to get more money. Where is all this money going? Now, I know a lot of people are getting independently wealthy. We know a lot of people in Congress and Senate and outside of that and contractors. I mean, there's especially the pharmaceuticals are getting extremely wealthy from all this. We get that of people's personal greed and money that's being siphoned off of it that way. But, Greg, this is an enormous amount of revenue. And you wonder, why is, where is it going and what's it needed for? It's just unreasonable what's happening. It's going to end up sinking America economically. We can't continue on. There's going to be some type of correction and collapse or whatever. We don't know when or how. So that's number one. And secondly, again, well, first of all, what, what does the Antichrist need in order to be able to do all that he wants to do? He has to have unlimited resources or almost unlimited financially. Which means you have all that money out there, it's got to be siphoned from somewhere, and then it's got to be controlled down to the penny to get the most out of it. And we see this whole move toward digital money. Again, I see on the surface that digital money seems very wise. It's a great way to keep up with um, every penny that's out there. And, and again, especially for the governments to make sure that people pay their taxes. It can be used in one good way to make sure people pay their taxes. It can be used in a horrible way to take advantage of people and to take from them and, and actually take their money in other ways. So there's greed in this. I get that. Man's greed. But I think there's something much larger going on. When you see the mass amount of money, I mean the trillions. Now, remember, why do I say that? The Antichrist is going to have all this money at his disposal when he takes over. Where's that money coming from? There is no nation like America that has the bankroll like we have. There's no amount of just the billionaires and all the riches that are here. And of course, that's being swallowed up very quickly by this giant Pac-Man called the U.S. government right now. But with that said... Why is why are all these trillions being collected and being distributed? And 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 now we're seeing not only this massive amount of money coming in, you know, Greg, we're also seeing reports that much of it is being sent over to Europe. I don't have the articles in front of me. We may do that on another day. But we're sending trillions over to Europe. We're sending large amounts of money over to Europe. And there are people saying, why are we sending this money to Europe? And it's going through different types of things that are connected to the U.S. government. But why is it being sent to Europe? We're taking it from the American people and basically redistributing the money to Washington and then over to Europe. Now, that's not the only thing that's happening. If that was, if that was it, that'd be enough to discuss here. Now, remember, we're not talking about politics here. We're talking about spiritual things and, and keeping our, our view on the spiritual realm and, and Satan's involvement here to keep this in perspective. So for, on the first point, I would say there's going to be a massive intake of money from the American people. They're going to use all these IRS agents to extract money from people. You're saying, well, if people are avoiding their taxes, they should. I Look, I agree. We're called as Christians to pay our taxes. But the government also takes a lot of things they're not supposed to take. And they're going to find ways to take money from small businesses and individuals that really isn't theirs to take. And so you're going to see a real extraction from money. So it's not just to get richer themselves, which they want to do. But, Greg, I believe there is right now a worldwide redistribution of finances happening on the, and traveling on its way to Europe. I think uh, it's happening in other nations where they're funneling money into Europe. America is one of the largest funnels into Europe for all this uh, money that's going over there. And you say, why would that happen? Because, again, the overall picture, the Antichrist is going to be running the world's money and the world economy. And he's going to need that money at his disposal in order to do so. That's number one. I believe part of this is to funnel more money that Satan knows. I'm not saying our leaders even know this. They probably don't. But Satan, I believe, is funneling the world's money, which the biggest part of it's in America, over to Europe. And, of course, the Vatican 
is the most uh, wealthy institution in the world, and that's already in Europe. In Rome, which again is where the Antichrist is going to end up being centered at some point. So, And the woman will ride the beast, and so oh, yeah. there will be a tolerance there probably for partly because of that aspect. Yes, now consider the input of Rome, which is the most wealthy entity on the planet, plus all the money that's being collected now around the world and even extracted from Americans that we now know is being funneled to Europe. Many people don't even know why, but I'm just I'm pointing this out. Um, this is demonic. There, there is. This is a repositioning of the world's uh, money supply to Europe for a purpose. So when the Antichrist comes into power, he's going to have this at his re- at his fingertips, and that's why you see this digital thing's got to come into play here soon because he not only needs all the money, he needs to be able to control it and see it and have everything under his control in doing so. So I think part of this, whether they know it or not, is part of this whole world economy thing here in the last days. But I also want to pull in the military side of this because par- part of the money is going to be used. For military. In other words, the Bible also says here in Revelation 13, 4, who can make war with the beast? The point being, he's going to have such an amazing and large and extensive military, no one will be able to stop him militarily. Now, if you were to ask most people in the world, who's got the biggest military in the world? Now, they're going to say America. Or they would say, well, America can stop him. We know the Antichrist doesn't rise up in America. He rises up in Europe. So... How is it that he's going to have this army that's so fearful when America's still here? Now, you can make the argument that we're not. Something happens. Okay, I get that. But if America is here, how is it? Number one way that he could have all this military power is uh, we just blend in with everybody else, which we know is going to happen if we're still here, and we allow him to use our military. And But, but again, it's still here in America, right? But I believe, Greg, not only is there a great transfer of finances going over to Europe from around the world, there's a great transfer of military going to Europe around the world. And who has the largest military? The United States of America. And we are currently watching our our nation deplete much of our military over toward Europe. And what do I mean by that? Listen, maybe you didn't realize it. When this whole thing happened in Afghanistan, we just had the celebra- I say celebration, the anniversary, it wasn't celebration, the anniversary of this, uh, this really, really debauched withdrawal from Afghanistan where we just pulled out and left everybody there and everything there and just got out a year ago and we saw the chaos that ensued with that. And you heard these reports coming out that we left something like $88 billion worth of military equipment. We're talking helicopters, um, Humvees, you know, missiles, weapons of all kinds, and we have a massive amount of military, and you think, why in the world? How could we be so foolish? And of course, on the political spectrum, uh, the political enemies of President Biden start attacking him, saying, look what a foolish leader he is, look how horrible, he's such a bungler, right? And look, I'm not saying that he's, the, that he's, 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 he's super smart, that's not my point. I'm saying, I think they're missing the larger picture because they don't know the Bible. And that is, there has to be some way to transfer massive amounts of military equipment over to Europe. And I believe it's got to happen quickly because Europe, the Antichrist is going to have that military power, and Europe does not have time to build the factories and build all the weapons, and they're not going to do that because they're all going green anyway. They're putting all their money into you know electric cars that won't work after one uh, you know EMP goes off. Nobody's cars will work anyway, which could happen anytime. I seriously I doubt an EMP is going to go off that because that foils the other issue, the other well, aspects of his control. Well, I'm saying here in America. Anyway. Even here, yeah. If you if you detonate an EMP, Pastor Mark, you you eliminate the ability to track and control electronically. It, you, you're you're going to throw people back forty years. I I just personally, I do not see how that can be allowed in in the enemy still achieve his prophetic I, I, objectives. I hope you're right. That's all. I hope you're right. I see what yeah. you're saying. I yeah, got yeah. your point. Point yeah, well yeah. taken. 
But either way, um, there has to be a massive military transfer. They can't build the factories fast enough or do what needs to be done because I think we're so close to the end. When you see the whole world going down the tubes like this, everything the Lord said would happen is happening. And so you got to remember, I I personally believe whether they knew what they were doing or not. I think God is allowing Satan to have certain amount of control. The Bible says God's going to allow him to have certain control in the last days. That military equipment was not left in Afghanistan by accident. I don't believe that. And this is not a conspiracy theory. I'm simply talking about the Bible and the last day's military armament of the Antichrist. He's going to have the world's largest military. I don't think many people realize, Greg, that that is the fourth largest military in the world that he left behind. That the military equipment that we left in Afghanistan, according to the military analysts here in the United States, they said that made Afghanistan the fourth largest military in the world. Now, think about that for a moment. There's no way that the world is going to let Afghanistan keep all of that. I guarantee you they a couple of guys running around bazookas and on the front of Humvees screaming, Allah Akbar, and they're, I get all that. They're going to do that. They're crazy. They're just doing crazy things with it. But I guarantee you it has been commandeered. We know that China came in and took over that region of Afghanistan when we pulled out. So we know that China's controlling much of what's going on. This armament is being transferred, I believe, to Europe. And I think we're going to see that it's being built up and wherever the stockpile for the Antichrist is going to take over, that's what's happening because the Bible says he'll have that, that military. So what I've been watching for is a larger, even more buildup. In other words, more stuff has to get over. There has to be more transferred. Well, now we look at what's going on in Ukraine. What have we done in Ukraine? Literally, we have sent billions of dollars worth of military equipment to Ukraine. And already they're saying they don't know where it went. Uh, we can't find it. Uh, somebody got sold in the black market. It's like, where's it going? It's like, where's all the, where's all the money that we sent to Europe going? Where, where's this military going? Now, just today, you and I talked about this before the show. Mm-hmm. In, on Fox News, I just clicked it on today. Maybe well, it might have been Fox News. One of the news things I was looking at real quick. Just today, a Biden, Biden agreed to send 800 million more military equipment to Ukraine. So what's happening is, if you picture the American arsenal as a warehouse, I know it's large, but they're moving in like with forklifts, lifting up large sections of it, and they're sending it overseas Mm -hmm. to what was ancient Europe, ancient Rome, which the Bible says would be revived in the last days. I don't think it's done. I believe there's a transfer of money to Europe. I believe there's a transfer of military to Europe. And there doesn't even need to be as much of a transfer of money to Europe, because that can be all done electronically like we talked about. Um, but you're, what, what's happening is I want our, yeah. our listeners and our viewers to get this. Satan, I believe, is moving now to arm and finance Europe, the revived Roman Empire. And he's taking it from all over the world to do it. We're getting ready for this world leader to take over. And let me put the cherry on top, which I don't like those cherries on top. Don't ever get them. Just throw them away. But for the argument's sake, the cherry on top of your dessert If you remember Prince Charles in his speech that he infamously talked about, we need a global army, he said, Mm -hmm. in order to enforce the climate change agenda. Yes. And he said uh, so that when he so that all these military and monies will be at his disposal. Now, everybody ran with that and said he meant the Antichrist. He meant the Antichrist. Well, I'm not so sure about that. Look. He means the one world government. Yes. I believe he meant the one world government. I believe that he could have meant whoever leads that one world government, because they may have a structure, a template in place, Greg. We talked about it. They may have the position for this he, when he comes along, to rule over, because the Bible says all the nations are going to turn their power over, or those ten, ten nations yeah. will turn willingly turn their power over to the Antichrist for an hour, so to speak. They're going to give their power up for a time. Yeah. So they know there's going to be, they may or may not know there's going to be one leader there. They may already have in the template. Um, there could be the Antichrist behind the scenes, and he's about to be revealed, and we don't know it yet, but probably he's simply talking about the structure is in place 
that when this world leader takes over or when this whole new uh, reset and the world system takes over, they will have all the army at their disposal to control the world for climate change and all the, the finances. It's happening. Don't have your eyes closed. It, it's happening before our eyes. And just watch the transfer of funds from the American people to our government overseas or other places and in people's pockets as well as especially. Keep watching this massive transfer of our military equipment away from America into a way that it can be used overseas. And that's what I think the Antichrist is going to take over that's going to make him so powerful where the world's going to say, who can go to war with the beast? We're watching it take place. Well, and don't forget, too, and we talked about this before the show, Pastor Mark, we've already got existing military resources in Europe under the guise of NATO. There you go. That can easily be transferred over. That's right. Okay. But let's go back to the book of Daniel. Yeah. Because really what we're seeing right now is the blossoming of Nebuchadnezzar's vision that Daniel interpreted in the Ten Toes. Right. That revived Roman Empire. And back to the germane of this story, when it comes to the IRS auditors, back in the Roman government, and again, the Roman government ruled the world. It had military might, but it needed lots of money. Right. And so you had these people called publicans who actually bid to the Roman government for that job yeah to be a tax collector that's right that's right because they had the ability to take more than what the government was requiring that's exactly which is right. why when we it's read in luke why matthew is a tax collector yeah. was so despised by the pharisees and the sadducees the jews basically right because guys like matthew could come in and take more than they wanted that's they, right it reminds me, when I used to do export for uh, uh, the company I worked for, um, you had to deal with the Bureau of Export Administration, part of the Department of Commerce and our government. Right. You had the rules, the the BXA rules, the uh, Bureau of Export Administration rules, and they were thick, okay? Because you had export control laws that you had to abide by and all this kind of stuff. You had that. And then you had the the customs guy. Yeah. And that guy, whether it's on an import or an export, he's the law. Yeah. There might be the law in the books, but then there's his law. Right. And whatever he says trumps the written law. Right. Now, I don't know if these hired IRS agents are going to behave like that. I don't know. But one thing's for certain is that the existing Roman government at that time during Jesus' day taxed the people heavily because the big giant one world government needed lots of money you got to feed the beast you got to feed the beast yeah no fun intended so that's what you're seeing so we'll probably see if this we're blessed in this country so who knows how all these other countries are with their taxation rates and things like that maybe they're already there right and now we've just got to get caught up right maybe maybe but i definitely think this is something greg to be watching and that's a real good point about the fact of the roman government they took theirs and then you could take over and above you know which is again would make it a very coveted position especially in the revived roman empire worldwide of being that irs agent one last comment i'll make that's very yeah. kind of kind of um uh, I, don't, I don't use the word scary but very alarming and i noticed this greg Several years ago, we may have talked about it. I just, I noticed several years ago, the IRS started buying up just hundreds of thousands of rounds of ammo. And just recently, another article, the IRS buys another hundred, you know, 500,000 rounds of ammo and all this. And you see it in these increments. And I kept thinking, why in the world is the IRS buying up 
millions of rounds of ammo probably by now with all the hundreds of thousands I've seen over the last few years. Why are they buying millions of rounds or hundreds of thousands of rounds of ammo? I mean, they're just tax collectors. Now, I can see having a weapon on you if you're going to collect taxes because historically people don't like that and you may get shot at. I can see, you know, letting them carry whatever. But why do they need just all this massive amount? It's almost like there's a, there's a small army being built up in the IRS. So so keep your eye on this. This is really, keep your IRS on this, because there's really yes. something going on here that's much more than what we know. But either way, um, I it, think this plays into the last day's agenda. It's I really just do. more, more pro- listen, that one world government has to be established. Yeah. Before the Antichrist steps on the yeah, scene, it's got so that well, so that in, it's the, at in the his role disposal. that he will be known as. Yep, yep. So that's Not, at his disposal. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He's he, it's already going to be built for him. Yeah. The spirit of Antichrist is working on that. Yeah. And then he'll just walk in, knock out three horns, that's and right. off he goes. That's right. And, yep. and how that works and and what that formation, we still don't know. Yeah. We is that ten regions of the world. Yeah. You know. Is ten, it ten, ten actual nation? leaders, yeah. Is it ten nations? Is yeah. it ten leaders? We don't yeah. know yet. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find we'll out. We'll find out. Yep. All right. The Blaze is reporting that in northern Bronx, and that's the one of the boroughs there in New York City, has suffered a 30% spike in violent crime since electing Socialist Representative Bowman, who is a defund the police socialist. Yeah, here's the problem, Greg. And again, I know people make arguments about whether the police are good or bad, but... God is the one that ordained the police force. God ordained it. God says that, that they're servants of God. You have to have police. Not the bad ones. Get rid of them. But if you don't have police, you have nobody to, to watch the law. If you have no law, you have lawlessness. Uh, this Democratic Socialist Representative Jamal Bowman uh, in New York was elected to represent the New York 16th Congressional, Congressional District on uh, December 29, 2020. His district, encompassing most, if not all, the precincts 45, 47, and 50 in the northern Bronx region, has seen a marked spike in violent crime this year so far. In 2022, there have already been 3,396 violent crimes as compared to 2,600 last year of the year before. Uh, violent crimes including rape, robbery, felonious assault, murders committed with a firearm. Again, 30% increase. Let me just say this, and we've kind of already quickly said it, but here's the bottom line. You've got to have law. You've got to have law and order. You have to. I don't care what you feel about politically and, and who maybe said that phrase. The truth is, if God is a God of law and God is a God of order. He just is. And that's just a fact biblically. So, um, you know, and so if you just let things go, it becomes lawless. And um, and it's a total chaos. You know, I think about the days of Noah. It says, you know, that the violence was just unfettered. It was just out of control. The Bible talks about again in in Second uh, Thessalonians, uh, Thessalonians chapter three or Second Timothy chapter three. It talks about all the violence that's going to be taking place, brutality in the last days. That's what's behind this. It is a spirit of antichrist that's moving people to defund the police. Now, when I make that statement, especially if you come from a background where maybe you've been abused by a policeman or the police have treated you unfairly, I'm not saying there aren't some bad police out there. There are some bad doctors. There are some bad pastors. There are some bad everything. Name it. But the institution itself has got to be in place. Get rid of the bad. Keep the institution because that is God's order. And without it, there's chaos. And now we're seeing some of the chaos come to pass in some of these places that have just thrown the baby out with the bathwater and said, forget the police. We're not going to have it. Greg, I saw just before the show started again on Fox News, they're having these flash mobs going to like 7-Elevens. There was one that was horrible. I just saw they go in by the hundreds and just take everything they're like locusts. They just take over. And they steal everything and leave. And just everybody's, you know, the, the people working, they're running the back, locking the door. They just wipe it out. It's just, it's just theft and robbery and violence and evil before God that's blatant. 
you're going to see more and more of that. Why? The police are not going to do anything. And the police that are still on the force that haven't quit because so many have, they don't have enough to stop them. And when they do stop them, their leaders come after them. Yeah. And my goodness, for, for areas like that, and we've covered this about Seattle, too. There were businesses that didn't want to come back into the downtown area. You can't blame them. Be, because of that. And so what you're going to do is you're going to create pockets of third world economic depravity. Right. Because businesses are going to pull out. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're so so serving and that's so, so serving that community is going to be extremely hard and and it's going to be harder on the people that are law abiding yeah. that live in those areas yeah. because now what do they have to do to get what they need I mean yeah. it's again what Jesus said it will be like the days of Noah that's right basically these cities yeah they're becoming Mad Max I mean that's what's Ma- happening exactly what's happening exactly wow alright you are listening to Signs of the Times it's our weekly look at Bible prophecy that we find in the world's news today is August 19th 2022 but you might be listening to podcast 229 later on in the week and we do appreciate your time whether you are live online or listening later you've got me one of the things that we love to do on this program is answer your listener questions. And this week we received a question from Jason, who enjoys Signs of the Times down in Huntsville, Alabama. And he has a multi-part question about the coming apostasy and the rapture. Are you ready? Yep. Here it goes. Here we go. In Second Thessalonians chapter 2, Paul reinforces that the falling away must occur prior to the lawless one lawless one being revealed this is true right later in chapter two paul also states the lawless one cannot be revealed until he who restrains is taken out of the way also true yes i've always assumed that he refers to the holy spirit so it logically follows that the church is simultaneously removed via the rapture because the holy spirit dwells in believers so the chronological order appears to be one falling away two holy spirit taken out of the way in the rapture then three the lawless one is revealed does the term falling away unequivocally mean apostasy or could it actually be another term for the rapture? Yeah. Also, is it possible that when the Holy Spirit is taken out of the way, it doesn't necessarily mean that the Holy Spirit's influence is completely removed from the earth, but rather that he would transition to a new role in a new era without the church, one similar to the Old Testament times? My understanding is the Holy Spirit could not indwell people prior to Jesus' death on the cross, but he was only with or upon people in power. So my last question is, will the Holy Spirit still indwell believers in the tribulation period, or will it be like during the Old Testament times? Yeah, well, a lot of stuff here. Yep. But let's just break it down and say, great question, yes. and I think there's some some things that are that are, are, are right on here and some things that maybe need some just kind of further explanation. Yes. Um, and so, th- thanks, Jason. It's a great question. Uh, first of all, um, I guess the best way to do this, Greg, we would be talking about in the order here. You talked about the falling away, Holy Spirit, and the lawless one. The word falling away, and we talked about before it started, was yeah. is the word apostasia. And it's the meaning of the word here, uh, Jason, that reveals to us. It's not speaking of the rapture. I realize some people say that, and I hear that out there. The falling away is the rapture. It could be the rapture. But when you look at the word apostasia, and, and Greg, you gave, you gave a great definition. Defection, really. Defection. Well, it's one of the... It's one of the meanings for that word yes and and so what that means is it doesn't mean that people disappear or it just means that that people go astray that'd be the best way to say it's a willful decision or a willful choice that's being made by that 
person. Yes, the, a willful, as you said, a willful defection. Yes. I thought that was a good explanation. So, so when it's talking about the falling away, what it means is there's going to be those that willingly uh, reject the truth. It's not talking about the rapture of the church. I don't see the two connected at all for a number of reasons, but for sure, I think even in the language there, it kind of reveals it's not talking about the rapture of the church. It's talking about a willful defection. So you're going to see the church willfully turning away from the truth and others. And again, look at the news today. You know, we'll see, um, you know, we'll talk about some church. Oh, yeah, stuff you're going to see in just a minute. You're going to see in a minute some willful apostasy by the church or those named the church anyway. So that's going to happen. It's happening more and more now in the last days. So understand that, first of all. Uh, secondly, it says, uh, you, you talked about the Holy Spirit being within the church, and when the, Holy, the church is gone, the church will be gone sometime right around there. It's going to be, right, they're all going to kind of be linked right there together, although the falling away is already happening. And so that's already happening, and at some point comes in the, the, the rapture of the church. Um, but this is a common, common misunderstanding, and that is that when the, since the Holy Spirit dwells in the church, when the, Holy, when the church is removed, the Holy Spirit's gone. That's not what the Bible teaches. Uh, the Bible says the church will be gone, but in no way says the Holy Spirit won't be still very active in the earth trying to save other people and trying to indwell other people and be on the earth. So just because the church leaves, yes, you'll have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit for in people gone initially. Yeah. But the Holy Spirit will still be working very much. We see the 144,000 Jews saved. We see many people get saved during the Great Tribulation. And, of course, the Bible says that when you give your life to Christ, you are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. So you're going to see a re-inhabiting of the people on the earth with the Holy Spirit once that takes place. Well, you know, when it talks, and, and I know he was talking about when the restrainer is removed. Right. And, and so so I, I think the connotation there is taken that the Holy Spirit is removed in the sense that he's gone. And that's not yeah. true. No. It, it just in God's sovereignty, the Holy Spirit has stopped the restraining force to yeah. the level of which he is restraining. That's right. But that doesn't mean that God's presence via his Holy Spirit has been eliminated that's right in that sense from the earth that's right there's two things there's yes. two things the first one is he no longer holds back the wickedness yes. of the antichrist <laughs> and the secondly yes the church is gone but he doesn't the holy spirit doesn't leave the earth he's very much yeah. here and very active again we see the 144,000 jews say right after the rapture yeah. or simultaneously yeah. and we see the multitudes that are saved after we're gone uh, as people believe in jesus and they start turning to him yeah. so the holy spirit will be very active in the last days on the earth and in people after the rapture yeah. You know, and another thing too, Jason, and this is really interesting, and sometimes it's it's hard for all of us to 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 grapple with and truly understand, and we're going to only understand as much as God allows us to understand, and that is we know that biblically, prophetically, the rapture is a singular event. Now, when we think about the falling away of the church or the defection of the church, we can chronicle that in the news that that is something that's happened over time, and it's been a slow boat. But I think, like everything else we see on the earth, that the church falling away has been increasing. But when it talks about the the completeness of the falling away, when the Bible says that that's going to happen, really only God knows what that definition is, when that completeness is. But we're seeing the evolution of it, the continuation of the falling away, but when is it complete? It's like... It's like, you know, uh, you know, having sand in an hourglass. You know, you see the sand slowly sip through, and eventually all the sand in the top of that hourglass is gone. Yeah. Only God's got that picture, right. and we don't know. But we could surmise and say that the completeness of the falling away could happen or be complete in terms of God's definition at the same time the rapture happens. 
Well, and again, I think the two are tied together, Greg, because it comes to the third part of his question, which I want to hit before we end up here. And he said, and the last one is the lawless one revealed. Um, that is when the restrainers are moved out of the way and when this falling away is comes to its culmination, yeah. uh, the Antichrist will be revealed. So what he's saying, that is the Antichrist. He will be revealed at that moment. And, and I do, you know, Greg, you're, you're seeing that falling away happening right now. It's a process, like you said. And then when God says, all right, now we're in the thick of it, boom, the rapture takes place. Antichrist is revealed, and here we go. Yeah. Well, and also, too, you know, when I think about that hourglass, have you ever watched an hourglass in the last bit of sand? Yeah. You know, and man, it seems like it's moving quick, doesn't Doesn't it? It It really does. It really does. That is literally almost like what we're seeing now with so many prophetic stories. Yeah. You know, that the Bible talks about that's going to happen in the latter days. We're in the latter days. There's no denying that. No, I believe that. I I think, you know, people that try to say, well, people have always said that. This is so different. Uh, There are so many things that are so different, even historically. For those who want to look back historically, I I think that's why I said it's got to be wrapping up soon. Yeah. It's got to be. So let's hit Jason's last question, Pastor Mark. So my last question is, will the Holy Spirit still indwell believers in the tribulation period, or will it be like during the Old Testament when he's just para? He's coming alongside, but he's He's not right. en. He's not indwelling. Right. I, I actually answered. Oh, did you that? Well, oh, let me, let me I might more, have missed that. Well, let me be more specific okay. about it. What I said was is that after the church is gone, he's going to people will be getting saved, and he'll be indwelling people because when you're saved, you're indwelt. Yes. But yes. So the answer is yes. Okay. You will be indwelt if you if you miss the rapture and you give your life to Christ. Why? Because every believer is indwelt. It will not be like the Old Testament because the Holy Spirit had not yet been given. But now the Holy Spirit has been given, so you'll still be indwelt, and the Holy Spirit will be very much involved. As a you, hopefully nobody <laughs> listening will be hopefully you'll yeah. be with us but those that are here will be indwelt yes yeah. scary times it really is i mean again if, 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 unless you give your life to the lord then it's very exciting times you know and again um just to remember you know again this is a we're time to rejoice we're getting down to the wire here and, and it's very soon the kingdom is upon us i it, can't wait and you've talked about so many times when the bible says you know comfort one another with these words yes that's right that's, we, we have a comfort because we will not be here for the bad stuff i mean yes it's not fun to go through what we're going through now, but when you read what's coming, that's right. some of the things we were just talk you that's were just right. talking about. That's right. In terms of what the beast is going to be, you just don't want to be here. No, you don't. And it's it's not escapism, as some would accuse. It's actually scripture. That's why he said, yeah. "Look, he's speaking of the rapture." He said, "Comfort one another with these words." If if I was to tell you that you're going to be here during the great tribulation, any of it. I could give you. There's no comfort. I could give you zero comfort. There is no comfort in that whatsoever, other than just run for your lives with the hair on fire, <laughs> screaming, and then just do the best you can. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, Jason, thank you so much for your question. If you've got a question like Jason, just go to thewaymedia.net or the Waymedia app and click on Signs of the Times, and you'll see where you can send Pastor Mark your prophecy question, as well as read our frequently asked questions as well. So let's uh, continue on yes. uh, with some pestilence, plagues, disasters, and corruption. In case you haven't had lunch, that's what's on the menu. There you uh, go. This is from CNN, a China heat wave. Sichuan shuts factories down to save power. Yeah, I want to read the article that yeah. makes some comments here. Sure. Uh, Hong Kong, a China Sichuan province, has ordered all factories to shut down for six days to ease a power shortage in the region. As a scorching heat wave sweeps the country. Now think about that. Here, here's a scorching heat wave and they shut your power off. That's when you need That's your power you need more than the ever. AC more than ever. Yeah. The decision was made to ensure that enough power is available for residential use. Now again, I, they're letting the residents do it. So, uh, anyway, the notice said, but still in, in any business, it'd be a miser- miserable. The southwestern province 
which is also a key hydropower hub in China, has been gripped by extreme heat and drought since July. Since August 7th, the heat wave in the province has intensified to the most extreme level in six decades. The average rainfall has dropped 51% for some period, according to the government. Now, a couple of things to say here. Again, people try to jump on this and go, oh, climate change. Let me say a couple of things. First of all, when God is judging a people or a region, he oftentimes brings heat and drought. So that's that could be God-ordained climate change. If God's judging, we know China is an ungodly nation. And even in America, we see a lot of that, which could be God, again, bringing chastisement on America. Secondly, we know the Bible says the earth is going to be groaning in the last days. You can expect to see famines, earthquakes, droughts, heat, etc., um, you know, whatever. And even to say, Greg, that things could at some point get noticeably warmer. The Bible says that, um, you're going to see things in the last days get environmentally crazy. That doesn't mean that we're doing it. It's part of the God's plan working toward the end. But I do want, so, so this is terrible happening though, but I do want to bring something up that the government has now come out and said they're doing, you know, for years I've heard, you know, um, which I always honestly thought was a conspiracy theory thing. Matter of fact, I remember somebody called me one time and said, do you think they're really chemtrails and they're really affecting the weather and environment? And I told him, I said, look, I no, I don't. I said, I don't think that. I said, I think that's just the, the way a jet looks when it goes through the sky. And I'm not saying that every time you see that, that it's something bad. That's, that is what jets do when they go through the sky. But the government did come out here in the last couple of weeks and say, yes, we do have the ability to affect weather in some ways to drop seeding that makes rain and to keep rain from doing. And they came out and said, it. I'm watching this on the mainline media news report. I'm going, OK, maybe it's not quite as much of a conspiracy theory as I used to think. They are admitting they do now have the technology by certain seeding from airplanes to affect the environment um, again. But I think that would be military aircraft, not commercial. aircraft. Yeah, I'm not how they do it doesn't yeah. matter. But I will yeah. say this. If you wanted the world to think that the climate was changing, and now you had the ability to affect that to some degree, it probably would be a good strategy to start doing that. I don't know if they are or not. I hope I'm not giving any ideas. But, I mean, you may see some manipulation even in certain things. So you could even see certain things in certain regions, which now has gone from, again, conspiracy theory to mainline news. But either way, it's very interesting. And I think it's also good to point out that the, the end goal of all of this is not to save the planet. The end goal is to kill mankind. Remember, the Bible says that the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. It doesn't say the enemy comes to save the earth. Yeah. It never says that. Yeah. No. And Greg, I want to say this again. Get our our listeners' eyes back on the Word of God. I had somebody send me a a, a little picture just yesterday that really made the point, because I made some comment on either Sunday or Wednesday night about the oceans aren't changing, and they're not going to. God said, I've given the waves their limit. And they can't go beyond that. God's word says that. Right. So I said, look, just go look at oceans. Look at past the oldest picture you can go and look at today. You'll see it's the same. So somebody did that and they sent me a picture going, you are exactly right. Here's a picture of, they show the black and white picture from however long ago. Yeah. And they show it today. It's exactly the the oceans are exactly at the same spot. And I said, look, it's not because I'm a prophet. It's not because I'm whatever. I don't, some scientist I'm saying. God said, I'm not going to let the waters go beyond the boundaries I've given them. They're not going to flood the earth. I don't care what the climate does. I don't care how much ice melts anywhere. The water's not, level's not going to change. So relax. God's in control and it's proven scientifically. And somebody went and checked me on my work and said, yep, you're right. That's true. Again, why? I didn't have to do the homework. I know what God's word says. And so, uh, you know, trust God. He's in control of our climate. The Lord says he's going to hold all things together until he comes back. The climate is going to get weird. It is. The Bible says they're going to be groaning in the earth. And so I, I, it may get hotter. It may get colder. I don't know. So I'm not going to argue for increased temperatures or under temperatures, Greg. I'm simply going to say God's in control. He's not going to let mankind die out, and he's going to come back and restore it all. So relax. But not only that, Pastor Mark, during the Great Tribulation, 
God himself is going to adversely affect the environment oh, yeah. as a point of judgment. Oh, yeah. God, he and says... And he's not judging the earth. Yeah. He's judging mankind through the earth. Yes, I say it quite often. Yes. It's not mankind that's going to destroy our environment. God's going to. Yeah. You read Revelation. God said... I'm going to destroy your environment. God's going to pollute our waters. He's going to burn the trees down. God's going to do all that. He's it's going to darken God the skies. Is the one doing it. Why? Yes. With dust and pollution. Why? Because he's judging mankind, chastising mankind for rejecting Jesus Christ. And also, I find it interesting, Greg, when the ten plagues happened and he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, God was judging the world. Egypt is a picture of the world in the Bible. He was judging the world because they were worshiping all those things that he judged. They were worshiping yeah. nature. Yeah. They were worshiping the, the Nile. They were worshiping the animals, the creatures. They were worshiping the climate. So God came in with the ten plagues. Each of those plagues represented a God in Egypt. The same thing is going to happen in the Great Tribulation. God's going to judge all the climate things that were, you know, the, the waters, the trees. He's going to burn it all up and pollute it. He's going to judge it because it is a false god. And God's going to say, I'm going to wipe out your gods. Then he's going to come back and he's going to just make it all brand new. And at that point, everybody's eyes will be on him as the only and true God. Yeah. And I'll finish with this in saying that it, the Bible depicts this as the Great Tribulation to differentiate between what is happening in the latter days, right. which is tribulation. Yes. We are in a time of tribulation. Yes, we are. We're not in the great tribulation. That's right. But we are in tribulation. That's right. So, that's right. Anyway. And so, yeah, that's great. Here, here great. we go. All right. Let's do it. Next article. Fox News reporting that a Texas school district removes the Bible. And I don't know what this book is. All boys aren't blue. I yeah. Don't know anything about it from library shelves for content review. You told me this just in. You've got yeah. some maybe some good news yeah. about this. Let me but, read the bad news yeah. and tell you the good yeah. news. A spokesman for the Texas school district said the books will be put back on the shelves after the review. A school district removing 41 books from library shelves while administrators perform a reviewing uh, use content guidelines uh, that had been approved by the Board of Trustees is underway. Included in the list of books they removed was the Keller Independent School District. Um, or so, I'm sorry, included in the list of books that officials removed uh, from the library and Frank's diary. Come on. It's like, it's like <laughs> anyway, the well, Bible. Because that shows the whole Holocaust was real. Yeah, yeah. And All Boys Aren't Blue, which is, again, I think, a, a kind of a biblically based boys book. Okay. A spokesman for Keller ISD told Fox News that campus staff and librarians are being asked to review the books that were challenged in the past year to determine if they meet the requirements. Now, here, the bad news is, you can't believe, why are they pulling the Bible and Anne Frank and all these things? Again, remember, Satan's goal, get rid of everything to do with God or righteousness. So it makes total sense to me you try to do that. It doesn't make sense it would happen in Texas, especially northern Texas, which is very conservative. So the whole thing's like, wow. But apparently from another article I saw today, uh, there's been a transfer of some of the board members that, that passed this. Some of the school district was more liberal. There's been an election. Now there's more conservative. When the conservatives came in, they said, wait a minute, you've already passed this, so we can't just unilaterally yet remove it. But they passed another re resolution that said, let's go review all those books you wanted to remove. And if we see that they're okay, we're going to keep them. So probably the Bible's going to stay. Um, uh, and again, the um, uh, All Boys Aren't Blue is going to stay. And the Anne Frank is probably going to stay. So the good news is, I think that it's it's gotten kind of rectified to some degree. But again, Greg, if you see this kind of move by the enemy in Texas, yeah. it, it can happen anywhere. 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 So you just see the enemy on the move to silence God and anything to do with God. We're going to see more of that in the last days. Unfortunately. All right. You know, I was kind of getting disappointed there for a while. Yeah. 
Hadn't heard much from my buddy Pope Francis. Yeah, yeah. So now he's back on the warpath. Yes, yes, yes. You were popeless for a while. I was popeless. But now you've regained Pope. I was popeless and hopeless. There you go. Now I'm full of Pope and full of hope. <laughs> anyway. All right. That could, you know, that could really go sideways. Yes. Okay. Breitbart is reporting that Pope Francis is meeting with a group of transsexuals at the Vatican. Please explain what this is yeah, all about. Yeah, let me read, and then we'll talk about what the Bible says the last days religion will be like. Pope Francis met a group of transsexuals in the Vatican this week, the fourth such encounter just in 2022. Think about that. Uh, the Pope's attention to people, I quote, the Pope's attention to people who live, uh, live this fragility with great suffering is opening up unimaginable hopes, uh, said Sister Guinevere and Father Andrea. Um, a priest and religious sister that offer pastoral care for the group. According to uh, Romana, the uh, uh, servitor Romana, the nun and the parish priest summarized the meeting which took place after the pontiff's weekly general audience on Wednesday as revolution and hope. The words that express the meaning of the encounter for the participants. Now, Greg, we talked about the falling away. Again, I know that the Pope doesn't represent much of the true church. I know there's a lot of things, and, and, and I'm not trying to pick on Catholicism, but the reality is Catholicism teaches a lot of false doctrine. That's just the truth. And and so, but again, a lot of people look at Catholicism as, as, as the truth or as Christian, and I know they claim that or whatever, but again, as far as they, they really look to Mary almost more than they do Jesus or just as equally, and they have a lot of false things that are just false. But with that said, um, you know, this acceptance here that's going on and on of of things that are obviously anti-scriptural. Um, it's acceptance of things that God said is sin. Of course, God loves everyone. That's not the point. But God says this is sin. Where the church is supposed to be saying, let's turn away from that, not embracing it and saying that it's okay. You're seeing it happen in not only the Catholic Church, but even in so-called Christian churches or evangelical, whatever. It's being accepted in denominations. I believe this is part of what we talked about earlier, that falling mm, away, yes. that, that willful, you that, know, that defection. willful defection. Yes. That's what's happening here, and that's what's going on. Um, but, you know, as, I, as you watch this, again, the last days, the Bible says there'll be a one-world religion at the last. It's going to be very corrupt. It's going to be very immoral. So, again, we may be seeing the formulation of that. We've often said that I think the Catholic Church is going to be very involved in this last days deceived church because they're, they're, a, they're a worldwide church organization. There's going to be a worldwide religion. So they're really the obvious one to be looking at. Um, there could be something we don't know about that the Antichrist is going to do, but it would appear that this is the woman riding the beast. You remember mm. that whole image? The beast yeah. is the world government, and the beast leading it. There's a picture. The woman is a religious system. And so the beast puts up with the woman for a while, and then he turns and destroys her, burns her with fire, the Bible says. Well, that means the Antichrist tells us is going to put up with religion because he can use it to his advantage to corral those that are religious in the world after the church is gone. And then when he's done with that, he's going to just throw them away, and they're going to be wiped out and persecuted and killed like the Jews and everybody else. Um, but I will bring something else up that I, I just want to mention here because it really came to my mind with this. You know, the Bible talks about the Antichrist. Um, giving no regard to to um, and and the wording of it, I should have thought of this before I got here. But basically, um, th- that's it: the desire of women. He will not have the desire of women. Now, let me give a balance to this. Historically, the desire of women was talking about the Messiah. Uh, he'll give no regard for the desire of women. Um, it, in the Jewish day, they did say that the desire of women w- was was speaking of the Messiah. And why did they tell women they would want the desire of women? What a mocking and imitating, though. Well, yeah, but let me, let me give you yeah. a, f- a fuller picture. But yeah. you're right. I wasn't even looking at it that way, which yeah, gives it a broader yes. picture than I'm thinking. But it talks yeah. about he will not have he will not give credence or, or honor to the desire of women. And again, the desire of women historically has been referred to as the Messiah. And the reason being is all the Jewish women wanted to be the one, like Mary. Yeah. They wanted to be the one that got to have the honor of bringing the Messiah into the world. So that was the desire of women. Let me 
be the one that brings the Messiah in. That historically is a fact, and it's true. So that may be all this is. But the more and more I see the acceptance of the whole transgender, uh, homosexual, lesbian, this whole kind of movement of the whole gender fluidity and changing everything, Greg, the more I see it, and it talks about the Antichrist being someone who, who is kind of a part of that, I'm starting to wonder if there's maybe kind of a double meaning here. Maybe it's not just the desire of women such as he'll give no regard to the Messiah. He'll give no regard to that. He may actually be himself homosexual or really, if not homosexual, very open to it, very accepting of it and really a part of it. And is that not what we're seeing right now in the in the the world religious system, not the believer, not the true saved person who knows God, who knows Jesus Christ, but in the world religious system, and as we know as believers, there's a big difference between religion and relationship. Those who have a relationship know the Lord and they're going to be out of here in the rapture. Those that just have religion, they're going to be here and be very active after we're gone. It may be either just an accepting of, of this in a greater measure, which we're watching happen, mm-hmm. that may be what it is, and a rejection of the Messiah, which would make sense by the Antichrist, um, or there may be another factor where he himself may be somehow uh, homosexual. We don't know. Yeah. But again, I find this intriguing on many levels and very sad for the Catholic yeah. Church because many people look to him, Greg, as their spiritual leader, and he is truly the blind leading the blind and leading people into eternal destruction um it's it's very sad and there's going to be a again accountability on a payday on his part for that i don't i fear for him but i fear also for those that are following him it's very sad uh breitbart is also reporting about a michigan pastor pastor mark that says the church has repented for using the word picnic i read this story and this blew me away i had no idea that there would be any inference there yeah i've never heard this before that this word is offensive to the black community and the article is going to bring bring that out and and maybe not a clue maybe it's not maybe this is something but if it is boy this is something this is true something i've never heard of but Mm -hmm. again things have gotten so weird now with this woke culture that i'm going to get down to what i think the ultimate goal is when i read some of this but again I, i don't know if this is true or not um, but it says a woke Michigan pastor said his church has repented for using the word picnic to describe the garden party or barbecue uh, due to the negative association in the black community. Uh, Tom Arthur, pastor of Lansing, Michigan, Sycamore Creek Church, a Methodist organization seemingly engaged uh, in a discussion inspired by programs striving to empower people and culture toward racial healing, uh, equity and reconciliation. Anyway, it goes on and says that we as we've in, involved more and more black people in our worship services in South Lansing. We've come to learn that the word picnic has a really negative history associated with the black community because apparently during times of lynchings, white people would bring a picnic with them and watch while they were eating the meal. If that's true, that is so horrific. I can't even, yeah. I mean, that to me is, it's one thing to, to do something like that. It's another thing to sit down and have a meal. I know people can be that dark. I've heard of stories like that, but sure. again, what a horrible thing. So if that's true, again, my goodness is all I can say. Yeah. However, regardless of that, that simply, since we can't confirm that issue, let me say this. Listen, whether you're black or white or whatever color your skin is here in this audience, I want to say this. Satan has been very actively trying to divide the church along racial lines by any means possible. I'm not denying past histories of any people groups, and my heart goes out to all the suffering, no matter what you've been through in your background. And, And I get that. My heart's there. But it's the church. That cannot be our focus. It cannot be. I'm not denying the past. I'm simply saying the Bible says that we're to leave the past behind and press for the upper color of Christ. And if we're so focused on what our background is from our culture or our color, then it divides the church and it gets a sidetrack where we're not focusing on the gospel. Yeah. We must stay focused. And I say that unashamedly. It's not a lack of love or care or concern for any of my brothers and sisters, regardless of your background. I'm saying I think Satan has duped us 
in getting us focused into things that we shouldn't be doing. I mean, look, if 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 a barbecue, if you find out, that, if I found out that barbecues again, were, the word picnic, we had a massive barbecue at Calvary, that was offensive. Then yeah, I wouldn't do that. But I'm not going to make that a big show to get people sidetracked. I just quit doing it because yeah. we don't want to offend anybody unnecessarily. Right. We want to. We want nothing to offend and and be true in the gospel. But the key is this. Don't let Satan sidetrack you on all these issues that, again, once we're all raptured in heaven, aren't going to matter. I mean, and by the way, you know, again, maybe if we have it, we'll have a big rib barbecue here. We'll call it the Great Ribulation. And we're going to stay completely away from anything to do with the, any words that might be offensive, but we're just going to enjoy eating together in the Lord. Our uh, secret text line just reporting that early in the Civil War, people took picnics to watch the battle. So, don't know if that's true or not, but... Okay, right. that's not, now that even and that's kind of strange. That's Isn't not, that kind of strange? But that's not as horrendous it's as, horrendous as, as, as watching seeing people get just yes. killed and eating. Exactly. That's, that's horrific. Exactly. But I would just say that's bizarre that to eat lunch while you're watching a battle know. like that. I mean, anyway. Anyway, uh, if you go to thewaymedia.net, click on Calvary Knoxville, then go to Topical Studies. Pastor Mark has done a teaching called One Race, One Blood one cross yeah if you are conflicted about any of these things i encourage you to listen to that teaching because that will set you straight biblically yeah that we are truly one race one blood yeah under one cross yeah all right our next uh, article pastor we mark can do it, with both. just a few minutes left can do it uh, christian headlines is reporting on a, a study that says many gen z and millennial christians do not attend church at least once a month so well, I mean, really, it's not surprising. But. Yeah, well, they don't. Greg, here's the thing. They say yeah. they don't go to church or online. And the, the scary thing is 36% of adults, 77 and up, don't go on to church online. 57%, uh, again, here uh, also are, are not really involved in fellowship like they should be. Here's my quick point on this. Yes. And that is this. Look, guys, the Bible says, do not forsake the assembling together of believers, especially as you see the day approaching. More than ever, we need to be encouraging our people, be in fellowship. Do not neglect it. I don't care what's going on out there. You've got to, it's not the same watching at home. You need to be there. And the Bible predicted this would happen. Don't be what the Bible predicted in a bad way. Yeah. Be those who say, I'm going to be in fellowship, especially in the last days. All right. We got... One article left yes. in one minute to go. We can do it. Here we go. Amazon expands Palm Payments yes. to 65 Whole Foods stores. Unbelievable. Again, Amazon has become palm readers. And that is, <laughs> listen, guys, if you go in there and you give them your palm, uh, they're going to have more information on you. It's like your DNA. It's like everything else. You might just say, look, look, I'm going to order online, but forget the palm stuff. Again, here's the point. This is one step closer to getting us a mindset ready to receive the mark so that everybody can be scanned. It's going to happen. Yeah. We're going that way. It's conditioning. But just be aware, when you give up all your info, they've yeah. got it anyway. But when you give up all your info, that's just more and more ways that you've, you know, you, they're going to control you. Now, again, you can't live in a, in, a, in a cave. You can't run from it forever. And as Christians, we're not supposed to. Look, I say we embrace the, what's going on, and we get out there. Jesus said, I've done nothing in secret or nothing in a corner. He wasn't running. He wasn't hiding. He said, here I am. I think as believers, we shouldn't be running. We shouldn't be hiding. I don't care who has my palm print or fingerprint. But just to give it over to Amazon so they can use it for whatever, you know, that's kind of weird. But again, I think it's conditioning is the point here for the last days and the Antichrist. And so I would encourage our listeners as we head to the last few seconds of the show. Look, again, as you see us marching closer and closer, let's just be wise. We need to be men and women who understand the times, reading the word of God, being prepared, being in fellowship, trusting in God. And again, rejoicing to know that the Lord's return is soon. Don't live in fear. Don't live in panic. Turn to the Lord. And if you don't know the Lord, once again, why not? Jesus' arms are wide open to you right now. Simply come to him and say, Lord, I believe in you. I'm turning from my sin and I give my life to you and you'll be saved. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Pastor Mark, thank you. Remember, uh, normal is not coming back, but Jesus is. Amen. So, I like that. Yes. So uh, <laughs> we encourage you to you know, be, be bold and share your faith. And uh, if you don't feel that boldness, then pray for the Holy Spirit to give you that boldness. That's the coming upon experience. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he gives us his Holy Spirit so we can have victory in these latter days. We love you guys, and we hope to see you back here next Friday at 1.30 as we continue to look at more signs of the times on WIAM. WIAM.